0: The Big 12 Feast Week recap and look ahead to the Big 12 Big East Challenge on the SportsCamping Podcast Network is brought to you by bet Rivers. Claim your f- risk-free bet up to $500 over at SportsCampingPockets.com slash Rivers. That's podcast.com slash Bet Rivers. We're also brought to you by Hall of Fame Bets, a sports betting research platform for parlays, props, game lines. Download that Hall of Fame Bets app or visit HOFBets.com. Code SGPN and get 50% off your first month and start making smarter bets today. Plus, this Monday and Tuesday, everything is 20% off in the merch store with the promo code CYBER. Store SportsHelbyPockets.com. Promo code CYBER. everybody to the big 12 college experience part of the sports Giving podcast network feast week is done it is tuesday november the 28th so we're looking ahead to the big 12 big east challenge the two best leagues in college basketball yes this is a basketball show we'll do football on thursday we got the texas longhorns horns down and mike gundy our 40 to 1 ticket baby but uh, if you're wondering who's, who's yelling at you and, and and who wants to talk about this feast week at Biggie's Challenge, I am Moneyline Mac, a.k.a. the former former video coordinator for Bob Huggins and Frank Martin. And joining me each and every episode on the Big 12 College Experience, you guys know him from the Ryan Rush Show. He was born in Provo, Utah. He's got family in Ames, Iowa. And he's, you know, those Cougs are rolling, by the way. And he lives in Morgantown, West Virginia. He is Rambling Rush. Rambling Rush, how are you?
1: Good. I, I wish I was around each and every episode. I, I guess unless you're on a honeymoon, so <laughs> I guess
0: you are but, back. <laughs> yeah, yeah,
1: I am back. It's good to be back. Lots of uh, lots of madness. I disappeared, left the country for a bit, come back to trying to catch up on all this Big Twelve basketball madness. It really is the greatest basketball conference in the land. Uh, but yeah, especially with BYU. Well, we'll I'm sure we'll talk about them in a second. Might need to break out this Jimmer Fredette jersey here soon.
0: Yeah, we'll talk about your Cougs, man. Your yeah. Cougs are rolling all of a sudden in the inaugural year in the Big 12. They're not the only one that's rolling. These 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 newcomers are playing well, and we'll touch each and every team. But third man in the box. You guys know him as the Big 12 guru. He is the green mowing, weed growing. He is the Big 12 guru. He is Troy Tuning. Troy, I know you're fired up because uh, you hit on the Stetson Moneyline play on Sunday.
2: Stetson money line. Uh almost got the Bellerman money line against you guys, but they mm. covered it. So we'll I'm take glad you that got one. That wrong. <laughs> yes. Thank <Yeah>. you. <laughs> uh, I didn't I, I was a little afraid of the money line. It was definitely it uh, might not even have been a sprinkle. It might have been more of like a spit, like maybe like a half a loogie, but you know.
0: <laughs> <laughs> uh,
2: pretty cool. I mean you see here and there. I mean, I'm sure we'll touch on them, but man, that's the uh like the, out of the newcomers, Cincinnati's not playing anybody yet either, but they're taking care of business. So, I mean, I'm going to jump right into it. These, uh, the early season basketball, uh, it's awesome to overreact to it, but it's really just coaches trying to find out who's going to be their guys in certain situations.
0: Yeah, no good point. Troy with, with the overreaction. And I think those that tune in every single night on the college basketball experience, that was the theme of my picks, uh, tonight gonna be tomorrow is just fading the overreaction we get so caught up in the first five to six games where we crown a team because they won a preseason tournament that doesn't mean we've seen multiple teams over the years win preseason uh, tournaments and then two three months from now they don't even look like the same team so we'll we'll we'll, we'll dive into some of the big 12 teams that had unbelievable starts to the tournament but first uh, i just want to recap the big 12 altogether I, I think there's a narrative out there that the big 12 is down which, I mean, I guess maybe in terms of that's how high this, the standard has been. But, I mean, you just go over to Ken Palm, all, all, outside of West Virginia, and we, we all know this, the West Virginia issues right now with the limited roster in, in the offseason. Every single team is in the top 90. You take it a step further, 11 out of the 14 are in the top 50 with the exception of UCF and Oklahoma State. UCF, Oklahoma State, and West Virginia are the only ones that aren't because they lost by games. Uh, To take it a step further, Houston, Kansas, BYU, Baylor, Oklahoma, all uh, ranked in the top 25 this week, and I think they're easily in the top 25. Iowa State, TCU, Texas, Cincinnati, K-State, and Texas Tech are all in that near next tier, Uh, whether it's because they didn't play a hard enough schedule with TCU. Texas really hasn't beat anybody. Cincinnati hasn't um that's kind of where the league's at right now it's still a very good league and we're going to play the big east this week and the big east is a juggernaut but I'll, I'll hand it to you troy first just your overall outlook of this league as we transition from feast week into the challenge week now
2: i am hoping that um people were following directions and taking more of the value away from kansas being the the head favorite at the beginning of the year between Baylor and Houston, it's going to be a dogfight. Who wins this league? It's not just going to be can you know using their talent kind of waltzing through this league. I'm, I'm, I kind of want to say those people knew that, but the 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 odds didn't really reflect that. So you know, having Baylor and Houston as Big Twelve champion odds right now, looking pretty good. Um, still very early, but I think the 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 biggest thing is Oklahoma beating Iowa and beating USC. Those are Two pretty quality wins for an Oklahoma team. I didn't think they had it in them to beat Iowa and even get that matchup. But Porter Moser looking okay.
0: Year three of the Porter uh, Moser era. Yeah, they look more athletic. They definitely look more of a Big 12 roster. Rush, I know you had limited service, but you were monitoring scores. You you were diving into the box scores when you Mm -hmm. got back and watched some games on replay. Got to love ESPN Plus for that, I guess. Uh, It is nice. I mean, what was your – yeah, what's your takeaway from this Big Twelve so far? It through what uh, three weeks in the season?
1: So I'm gonna I'm gonna use an example, and we're gonna cover this example on Thursday, and obviously it's getting played Saturday. Um, Oklahoma State's in the Big Twelve Championship. Uh, Oklahoma State football-wise lost to South Alabama, as we've talked about many times uh, across uh, you know our football episodes by thirty and by thirty they got crushed, and now they're in the Big Twelve Championship. So what does that tell you? That tells you is you like we started off this episode is you can't overreact, Um, especially with a team like our team, West Virginia, in the sense of you're still missing pieces that you hope to get back here soon. We don't know the true identity of this team. We just know they're out there to grind and they're going to give it all they have, which is a great start. But going back to that football example, right, is some teams start hot, some teams start cold, but it's really who picks it up when this big 12 play starts. and and. and and that's what it's about right here. So I'm definitely agree with not overreacting and Hey, Oklahoma, another team, like we talked about BYU off to great starts, which is good, Helps solidify this conference and and make it stronger, but you're going to have that. Like we saw in football, right? A couple of these teams join. They're not up to big 12, you know, speed quite yet. So we'll see it more kind of going into next year and the following years, because we're adding more teams. Um, But you know, there's, there's teams we still have questions on and finding their identity, but the advantage basketball has over football is you have more games to figure that out. You play multiple times a week, so which can be good or bad. Sometimes your legs are falling off in February, but can be good because you know you you turn things around. So definitely, we're we're not in the overreaction game.
0: Yeah, uh, Troy, back to you. I, I know you want to say something. Let, let me pose this question. Who has been your biggest – I don't know. I guess we're all going to kind of agree on the biggest surprise. I think it's going to be Oklahoma because we all ranked them at the bottom. I guess you could make the case for BYU. BYU. I I would too. uh, If you had to rank your top top tier after – we're going to say the top tier, I think it's clear. It's Kansas, Houston, and Baylor. Those are three out of the top five, top eight teams. They're going to be battling for one, two seeds in March – if you had to tier, a next set of teams, who would you who would you have in that tier two? Is what we'll we'll call this. I I think because
2: of their offense, I think you can put BYU up in there. I don't know if they are necessarily the first team after that, but I do think that they're in that that second tier area. Uh, I do like how Texas Tech responded to getting their speed off by Villanova. I know they haven't really, uh, you know played too many great teams, but we'll see on Thursday if they can compete with Baylor. I think you can put Texas Tech kind of in that that tier as well. Um Maybe Iowa State has kind of dropped away from that, down a tier. But again, a lot of these are still overreactions. Um, even if Kansas gets beat by UConn, I think there's an argument for maybe they need more time to gel, but right away they might not be able to compete with Baylor and Houston. I mean – they play in the fog, so those are always gonna be games that they have the ability to win. But on the road to the spots, if they if, if I know they play Baylor Road, um, those could be more difficult games than we thought. And um, yeah, I do think Oklahoma belongs in that second tier. I think that those those wins are big enough for me to say that they're they're definitely a whole tier better than what we thought at the beginning of the year. And right now they're they're competing with those second range teams for sure.
0: Russ, would you add? I, I kind of like Kenneth's next next tier uh, of Oklahoma and BYU. Yeah, um, I know it's early, but they're both undefeated. They both have quality wins on the neutral court. TCU is hard to gauge because they, are. they fucking I mean, haven't played anybody. It's been cupcake
2: 300, season. 362nd out of 362 teams strength of schedule so far, and it's not yeah. really getting any better in the Big E battle with them drawing Georgetown. That's really – I mean, we're not going to learn a lot from there. Don't really have anything until they still league with Kansas.
0: I kind of think Rush, le- let me know if you agree with this. I feel like you have to group Texas and Cincinnati in with TCU if you're gonna have them up there. I know Texas has a loss, but they lost to Yukon and they were down a, down their big man. So I they've done they've uh they've they've taken care of business kind of like uh uh TCU. Cincinnati, I mean they got the 30 40 point win over Georgia Tech. Would you would you guys want to throw uh, Texas and Cincinnati in that next tier with TCU, Oklahoma, and BYU?
1: I I would at least throw Texas in there because I think obviously we're kind of talking about right now, but we can use a little bit of history to gauge this. And obviously True. the defending uh, Big Twelve champions, w- whether we like it or not, Texas they, they deserve to be in there. Um, and TCU to your point, Troy, I understand you their their strength of schedule is low but I mean, there's nothing they can do about it. Like you you just go out there and win, right? And, you know, sometimes that helps when you have a, I guess we'll see if it helps them or hurts them when it comes to Big 12 play. Are they a little more rested and able to expend more energy there? Or is it they didn't prepare themselves well enough for the Big 12? So time will tell on that. But based off history last year, great coach. I'm willing to put TCU in there. I think you kind of lump OU, BYU, and Cincinnati kind of together in this, yeah, I, I think this early in the season you can put a lot more teams into tier two because we're, we're waiting to see more of a body of work. And right now I think it's okay to give them the benefit of the doubt. Um, but I definitely expect to at least see two of out of those three teams probably fall into that tier three space. Uh, but but for right now, you guys are absolutely right. I would go OU, BYU, Texas, TCU. I put even Kansas State in there. I know they don't look – there's some questions there. But I, I will – because of what they did last year, I know they don't have Noel anymore. Um, I, I still I still will give them the benefit of the doubt a little bit longer.
0: Well, I was going to pose that we put uh, the tier three was going to be the proven coaches that we know will get it done, and we know they're going to protect home court. Sure. And you that was Kansas, in there. Kansas State, State um, with Jerome yep. Tang. They dropped some games. Iowa State with TJ yeah. Otzelberger, they've dropped some games. But we know they're going to win in Aims. They always do. And then I think Texas Tech is in there, too. I, and, and Troy mentioned the bounce-back spot against Michigan. That showed me a lot, um, the gritty. But, I mean, Grant McCaslin, we sh- he's shown that he did that at North Texas. And those three environments are so hard to play at. So that was going to be my tier three that I was going to pose to you guys. But, I mean, you could make the argument that Cincinnati should be in that tier just because of the schedule. Same with TCU. I don't know. Uh, Troy, what, what do you think?
2: I think if TCU played in like Kansas state right now, they would beat them. If it was on a new court, I think TCU might still win that game. And um, though they haven't played anybody yet, just because they're kind of rolling compared to Kansas state kind of reeling. So I would be okay. Sliding TCU into that second tier. Maybe, maybe the very last team in that second year, though, until they prove something more.
0: I agree. Um, Last tier, unfortunately, I think this is pretty easy to gauge. It's the three teams that have lost by games. That's UCF losing to Stetson. Their only other loss was to Miami. That's uh, Oklahoma State losing to Abilene Christian on opening night. Not only did they lose to Abilene Christian, they lost to the Bonnies and then they lost the to Bonds. a young Notre Dame team. Um, so they're 3-3. Three and three And then Rush, I hate to do this, but our Mountaineers are in Tier 3 no, by default because of – because of the limited bodies, but don't worry, they're going to beat Pitt next week. So we'll, we'll slide them up to tier three when they beat Pitt's ass. Um, yeah, I mean West Virginia. I wish we had TCU schedule. I can tell you that. <laughs> I wish. I wish we had. We had. Uh, if we knew the circumstances of what the season was going to be, we would have padded our schedule with the Arkansas Pine Bluffs, the Prairie Views, and those kind of schools, mm-hmm. rather than and playing Thomas Bellarmine, Missouri State, who's going to be right there. Virginia, SMU, Jack State. I mean, we got St. John's and Pitt coming up. So I think it's going to prepare West Virginia to be ready for Big 12 play. But I'm just hoping that they haven't buried themselves so far because of these non-con losses. Rush, you covered the Mountaineers on a day-to-day basis with me. I don't know. Is that fair? it's it hurts to say i'm not
1: gonna lie i mean it's fair but you hope and i guess you can only hope there's no guarantee of this that the ncaa and the march madness committee especially we get some guys back and they start rolling that they don't hold this beginning stretch against us but of course it's the ncaa and there's no promises or guarantees but i will say the difference is when you look at oklahoma state or or um uh UCF, ucf pardon me um is is those are like they did not have the offseason we did. They 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 got their players right. Like we're we're just I mean, we've been covering this on the Ryan and Rush show basically since you know the spring and kind of the saga of this. And I definitely think you can put an asterisk on West Virginia. We'll see what coming, you know, when we get Kerr back. Um, hopefully a cook of cook comes back, and then you know, maybe there's a Hail Mary with Raquan. I mean, if you definitely get all three back, this this is a tournament team. Uh, yeah. But, you know, you get two of those guys back and the two that are projected to come back. I mean, you, you, we'll, we'll see what they look like from there. They're kind of that. Yeah, they're they're the last tier, but they're kind of on pause, if, if that makes sense. So, yeah, it, but it's not like, like we talked about. It's not all doom and gloom. Yeah, there is a tough schedule ahead with, you know, Patino's coming to town. St. John's obviously Pitt, uh, and then Drexel after that. But, you know, we get we get our guy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, but we get curve for the UMass game. True. true. Uh, so that, that definitely changes things, and hopefully we get a health status from a cook um, coming up here in the next few weeks too. So the, the, the thing is, at least with West Virginia being in the bottom tier, there's hope. Like there, there is plausible things that we can be like, hey, we got this coming, we got this coming, and this coming, and then we see from there. But until then, I agree, we'll, we'll kind of put it on pause and put them in the lower end. But with all that being said, we know that these guys are bought in. Uh, we know there's just there's just not really any depth. We have eight scholarship players, but we really only have six players that that can play. And we know Josh is coaching his ass off too. So, th- that those are good signs as well. No one's given up yet, and and they're going out there and grinding. So,
0: yeah, they they, they got better in the last week down there yes. in Fort Myers. I mean, they took Virginia right to the right to the brink, and Virginia got all their guys. And like, and you may made, made a good point. Like UCF and Oklahoma State, they've been disappointing because. They have their full rosters, and they just mm-hmm. look like shit so far this year. But uh, we'll hey, we'll go to the biggest challenge on the other side. I gotta get us paid because we're brought to you by Bet Rivers on the Big Twelve College Experience. It's available in over 14 states, including oh, Canada and Ontario. Bet Rivers has some of the best live betting markets in the space. Their betting menu is second to none, including a ton of props. Depositing and withdrawing is super easy on Bet Rivers. My Bet Rivers play of the day. Everybody heard it last night. Give me the Wildcats Big Blue over the Miami Hurricanes tonight, laying five and a half. I think it's up to six and a half at some place, maybe even seven. So give me the cats. I, I know Big Blue Nation's been tweeting at me. Put put us in the top twenty five. but why don't you fucking beat Miami and I'll put you in the top twenty-five? Sign up using our link to get a risk free bet up to five hundred dollars. You go to sportshively pockets dot slash bet rivers. Sports slash bet rivers. And if you've got a problem, please call one eight hundred gambler. All righty, we're back. Let's look ahead now. So we tiered it up. we got four tiers so far in this Big 12. Action starts Thursday, November the 30th. Texas Tech at Butler. Creighton at Oklahoma State um let's pick these games let's see how what we think as a group what we think the big 12 will do i'll give you the ken palm line that uh, gotta love ken palm and bartorvik they project these lines out weeks in advance so on opening night of this challenge you got texas tech going to baylor according to ken palm butler is a two point favorite troy i'll let you go you think you got the raiders or or uh bulldogs here
2: I think this I think is a a, hard place. this is a heck of a way to kick off this, this Big 12, Big East battle. Mm-hmm. I mean, I could see Tech winning this game on the road. I could see Butler winning this game at by ten. I think I'm gonna lay the point just because is at home. But this is a pretty big game for Texas Tech, and like I said, you know they're they're trying to respond to that that Nova beatdown, and beating Michigan was pretty big. But going on the road to Butler, getting this one would be huge for you know, just wiping that away completely and moving on into league play. Be careful. I mean, I'm going to lay the points, but be careful. So I'm, I'm, I'm with
1: you, Troy, just on the opposite end, I'm going Texas tech. I think when it comes to these challenges, there's, I mean, we, we, we saw it last year with the big 12 sec. There's always this, we need to prove that our conference is better than the other conference. And I think that gives you a little extra oomph. And I know, a lot of the strategy to college sports but you know college basketball is you know taking the home teams and, and of course but this is texas tech is looking to return to the texas tech we've we've come to know that the 2019 that just ranked in the top 10 texas tech and this is a great way to do it i'm gonna i'm gonna take the points with texas tech
0: you know it's funny i looked back uh Last year, we tied 10-10, I think, in the challenge. Every home team won every game. Uh, I'll, take, I'll take the trend to continue. I'll take Butler. Um, if the game is in Lubbock, I'd be on the Raiders. I, I just think also Butler was able to beat K-State of all teams in the challenge last year. They're so good at fucking Hinkle. I don't know how they drew back-to-back years at Hinkle, but they did. Um, so as a group, we're taking Butler. Uh, Rush is on the island as of right now with Texas Tech.
1: I will say, uh, Ryan, I will not be – upset if all the home teams win the the big east uh big 12 challenge no
0: obvious reason <laughs> well, there, there, there's 11 matchup this year uh so yeah looking forward there to it. go tech tech butler's a perfect game like troy it's Center. a great one <laughs> kind of mirror images of one another so uh, it's kind of a
1: tone setter for the 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 challenge
0: yeah no doubt uh all right the, all the home teams might not win because going to stillwater <laughs> Yeah, Creighton's going to be laying around six points here. Troy, I know you're no, you're an Oklahoma State guy. This is right before the the magic on Saturday that's going to happen when Gundy beats Texas. But this uh, Creighton's coming off the loss too against Colorado State.
2: Yeah, but is six six points? That might be too much of Mike Gundy in the building. If they can bring Gundy to the building just to do, like, a, he only has to be there for five to eight minutes or so, you know, walk him <laughs> out at halftime, have him and Bowman out there talking about, you know, we're going to kick Texas's ass. Maybe they get a little bit of juice. I'm laying the points with Creighton here. I don't really think Oklahoma State's that great. Um but all—I mean—you're hoping for the magic, really. I, I don't think there's a way that they—they they would beat this team if they played them, you know, in three or four matchups. I think Creighton would take them all, some of the points. I'm—I'm uh, I'm on the same
1: side. Creighton minus six or wh- whatever the points ended up being. Yeah. Um, Oklahoma State's just bad. They're just not yeah. good at all, and it just—just just is what it is.
0: I—I'll take Creighton too. Um, so Big East is up two nothing in our unanimous. Uh, all right, let's move along. Actually, first, let me get us paid one more time before we move over to Friday because the Big 12 College Experience is brought to you by Underdog Fantasy. Um, Underdog Fantasy is a way to play alongside your favorite fantasy players all season long. NFL, NBA, NHL, college basketball, and college football. Simply pick higher or lower on your favorite uh, fantasy player stats and cash in. And when you use the code up top on this graphic, TCESGPN, Underdog will uh, will double your first deposit up to one hundred dollars. That's uh, that's the code at TCESGPN. We uh, we gave out a, a underdog play last night. It was the lower on on Nigel Pack tonight against Kentucky. And if you if you join all these together, you can you can get great odds. I mean, you just stack these. Higher or lowers on top of one another, and get a chance to make a little bit of cash on Underdog's mobile app or website. That's UnderdogFantasy.com, and when you use that promo code I'm talking about TCESGPN, they will double your first deposit bonus up to one hundred dollars. We're also brought to you by Hall of Fame Bets because you can win bigger by betting smarter this NFL season with Hall of Fame Bet sports betting analytics platform for parlays, props, game lines. Research NFL, M- NBA, and soccer with historical data. Enter any parlay in the Hall of Fame revolutionary parlay optimizer tool to get each and every leg broken down. Sort so you know which ones have the best values. Stop betting in the dirt and join over 30,000 users with Hall of Fame bets to craft a more intelligent, data-driven parlay. Download the Hall of Fame bets app or visit HOFBets.com. Code SGPN to give you 50% off your first month. Start researching. Start winning with Hall of Fame bets. All righty, we're back on the Big 12 College Experience. Moving along to the Friday slate. Here we go. Cyclones are going to DePaul. Uh, What, what is this look-ahead line at? DePaul's god-awful, by the way, guys. They're terrible. Yeah, this, this has got to be one that uh, the Big 12 wins. Looking ahead to... Of course, this fucking website doesn't want to work when I need it to work. Uh, looking ahead to... Friday night Iowa State is going to be laying the following number 11 at the I don't know if I'll lay 11 with Iowa State, but mm-hmm. Iowa State's definitely winning this game. Uh Troy, I
2: I think I'm going to lay it. I uh Iowa State with a chance to bounce back here and it's not a good opponent, but the, you know, the whole aspect of it being the conference conference challenge. I think put it on him. I think Iowa State probably wins the game by 15 16 points. I'm laying it. I'll join you, Troy. I'll lay the Iowa State. Obviously,
1: the concern with Iowa State is their defense is their offense. So you hope they score enough points to cover uh, the 11. But, hey, uh, if, if they, they've shown they can do it in these non-conference games. So I'm going to Iowa State. And Paul doesn't really have
2: a defense or an offense. So.
1: <laughs> that too. So there you go. A defense that is your offense is better than no side of the ball at all.
0: No doubt. All right, next one up. Houston is going to is the Cinta Center. Xavier is coming off the loss last night to Oakland. So I kind of, I mean, Houston look ahead on Ken Palm laying seven. I kind of lean to the points with the Musketeers, but I think Houston gets out of here alive. Troy, how about you?
2: Yeah, I think Houston wins this. And seven might be a little bit too much, but I see I truly see Houston as maybe the last of the NCAA. I, I have no no scared uh, uh bones in me laying the seven here, even on the road. Xavier's a pretty good team, but I have a feeling this one will be back and forth. And I think I trust Houston's offense to be a little bit more efficient.
1: Yeah. Unfortunately, when West Virginia played at Xavier last year for the same tournament, it wasn't a uh, great result. Uh, Xavier at home is it's a tough place to play. I do agree that Houston will win this game, but I'm definitely taking the points with Xavier.
0: That makes it two to two in the challenge right now. And let's go to the showcase game. Um, UConn, the defending national championship. We got the blue blood matchup here going to the fog. I mean, what else could you ask for in college basketball on a Friday night? Kansas land two system fucking play. If you take UConn on Friday night, best of fucking luck. You're going to lose. The fog is undefeated. Rock chalk gets it done. Troy W.
2: Yeah. Only two points at the fog is an easy play. Uh, they could be playing the Cavaliers. Uh, you got you. <laughs> You know you're going to get calls at Kansas, and you can play the game knowing that. And Bill Self is probably the best coach that does that. Kansas, I, I I see them winning this game just as kind of like a bounce back from that that somewhat poor showing in Maui. I think this might be a smash spot even. Mm-hmm. I think this might be a 10-point game for Kansas.
1: I, I was thinking the same thing. Ten points, Troy, is this is an alternative line game. You think Kansas is going to lose two non-conference games. I don't no. care who it's against, especially with it being at the fog. You know, a neutral site game happens against a good team. But, yeah, can't Kansas all day. It's easy.
0: All day, baby. Uh, give me the Jayhawks. Like I said, if, you, if you're if you brave enough to bet UConn, I know that they're the defending national champions. It's the fog. It's undefeated. Uh, Let's go to Morgantown for the final game. Um, West Virginia St. John's laying one. Mm. Ooh, yeah. This uh, Mm. this game is going to be tricky. I I don't like the matchup particularly, but St. John's hasn't shown me anything. I'll I'll take the Mountaineers. I'll I'll take the home Mountaineers. I think that play is going to be on fucking fire Friday night in Morgantown. I don't think the Johnnies are, are tough enough to win on the road yet. Give me a. This is the first true road game for the Johnnies, by the way. Give me the Mountaineers.
2: I. It's weird that they have St. John's favored by one on the road. I can understand as to why, like so far this year, but I do think that the road aspect is worth a little bit more, especially uh, it being in Morgantown. And we know that they can get fired up in there. Um, I think you take the points, but I think you play the 60 minute tie. I see this one going to overtime.
0: <laughs> it's going to be tight
2: 48 minute tie i guess we're still we're still on the football is good get- <laughs> that happens um what is it? a 40 minute tie yeah so this
1: is obviously a tough game for west virginia in a game that we're kind of already in a must-win situation obviously we said earlier in this episode it's kind of an asterisk uh, on this team who this team really is and we'll, we'll find out after kerr's suspension but you got to think they got to pull one of these games out of their asses. Um, only concern I have from St. John's is them pressing because why wouldn't you press when you really only have six guys that can play, but this is a tough team. Josh has these guys rolling. Um, yeah, you got, you got to think you're going to win one of these. Uh, so i I'm with you. I'll take the point of the point, not the points, but the point with, with WU, but I could see, I could absolutely see it going to overtime. Like you said, Troy and you know, St. John's covers in overtime. But, hey,
0: let's. I'm depending on these Mountaineers to, to pull one of these out. All right, I a the Big 12 up 4-2 to two, going to Saturday. TCU at Georgetown. I'll go TCU. Um, I don't like TCU's body of work, but Georgetown hasn't shown me dick. I mean, they're terrible. Uh, <laughs> TCU's uh going to be laying around 10 or 11, 11 over at uh, Kempom. Give me the Frogs to go up 5-2 in this challenge.
2: Yeah, Frog smashed Georgetown here. Ed Cooley's going to need at least two, maybe three years to get this Georgetown program back and rolling. Um, this is almost a perfect spot for what TCU's already seen this year, kind of a poor team that they take advantage of. Uh, points doesn't scare me. I think TCU smashes Georgetown here.
1: Yeah, I'm with you. TCU smashes Georgetown. It's going to take a little bit for Georgetown to get going again. They're they are not a good team.
0: Not a good team at all. Um. All right, let's go. And then so we go. So we skip Sunday, we skip Monday, we even skip Tuesday, I believe. Um, yeah, we go all the way to Wednesday. No, uh, I think it's you,
1: Tuesday the 5th.
0: It is, yeah, sorry, because yeah, we play Kemp, Pet
1: the 6th on Wednesday. Yeah, yeah,
0: yeah, they have it, they have it wrong on Kempom. Um, oh, this one's easy. Texas is going to Marquette. This is Shaka's tomorrow's personal revenge game. Marquette's going to fuck Texas up. Uh give me Marquette. Marquette's going to be laying nine. Oof. I think you I almost think you lay it.
2: I uh I will be taking points here. I know Marquette's good at home and I know they're a great basketball team, but again, Texas has a little bit of a kind of a bounce back angle here coming into A challenge that brings you know a little bit more competitiveness to the game it's not just a normal non-con i'll take the nine points i do think marquette wins but uh be like a three-point game or something like that i'm gonna say marquette wins
1: by two possessions but give me the nine points as well i know there's the Shaka revenge angle but you know texas has a similar angle uh in this game too so I'll, i'll take the nine points with
0: texas all righty, so that gets us five three Big Twelve, and we go to Norman, where the Providence Friars are going to Norman to take on the Oklahoma Sooners. Sooners laying seven. Is this the letdown spot for Oklahoma coming off undefeated? Um, I don't know. Look at I. I haven't been that. I kind of think Providence is going to pick them off.
2: Troy, how about you? It definitely really seems like it's going to be a down on the points. I think Oklahoma could win this game. I don't think they're going to win it by 8, 9 and something like that. I think if they win this game against Providence, it's going to be, you know, 4 points and maybe 6 from free throws or something like that at the end of the game. I'll take the points with Providence, but I do think Oklahoma wins this game.
1: What what are the points, Ryan? I'm sorry. It's 7. I definitely think you take the points. You have Providence plus 7. Yeah. Yeah. yeah yeah. oh yeah you definitely take the points here honestly this is kind of a game for oklahoma is if they're legit or not or welcome back to reality um i think we can keep boosting up oklahoma more if, of course if they win this game but i gotta at least take the points with with providence i mean especially i mean it, i guess it is at oklahoma but i mean that's, that's
0: a it's, it's a lot of points court. <laughs> yeah that <laughs> yeah. it's not
1: even a home court in not the way a- um Moser plays. I mean, he's just slow. It's seven points is a lot. So I'm. I'll, I'll take the seven points with Providence. Yeah. Okay.
0: So I, I think uh, you guys both had Oklahoma winning. So we'll go. That gets him up yeah. to what six three in the challenge. Um. All right. Next up, we got Villanova. This is such a great game. Villanova <laughs> battle of the Wildcats going to Kansas State. Villanova is going to be laying two. Mm. Um. K-State, that place is gonna be absolutely lit. I can't bet against Jerome Teng at home. I will take uh, I'll take the Wildcats. I actually think I think this is the wrong spread when we get to the actual game. Give me uh give me Kansas State the Wildcats, not Villanova Wildcats. Give me K-Staters.
2: After watching Villanova thump Texas Tech, and I don't think there's too big of a difference right now between Texas Tech and K State two points is not enough, even, even in the little apple. I'm, I'm laying with Villanova. I think they probably get this done by five to seven road. Uh, just as they're just a more talented basketball team, K state. And I don't know if Jerome Tang's going to be able to do that much against Villanova. I'm going to go Kansas state here. I actually would agree
1: with you, Troy, that Kansas state and Texas tech are similar teams. Um, and, and Villanova, as of right now, probably is a better team than, than Kansas State. But you got to think Kansas State is going to show some resemblance of, of what they were last year um, and, and what they're capable of. And this is the game to do it. This is the game to get back on track. This is the game, especially with it being at the Little Apple, um, to, for Tang to get his sh- soldiers ready to go, and especially for, for Big 12 play that will be, what, a month away? from from this game so i'm gonna go kansas state as well especially with the points
0: so that gets it to seven to three and then that gets us a seat and hall is going to baylor baylor is going to be i feel like this is actually going to be a really good spot to take seat the all with the points if it's going to be a huge number 12 yeah give me seat and all the points baylor gets out of there alive though um it's kind of a look ahead for baylor too they got michigan state and duke after that i'll uh i'll take the points but uh I think Baylor gets out of They they survived the game. Troy?
2: I definitely think Baylor wins. I don't know if it's going to be survive or not. I think it's going to be – is 10 or is it 12 to 14? They're going to be fighting that spread line for survival. Um, I'll go ahead and lay it. I think Baylor is significantly better than St. Hall, and they're playing home. Um, Scott Drew, the best coach in college basketball the last five years – doesn't really play, especially early in the season, doesn't really play at all like he gives a crap about the lines or anything like that. So that's always a bit of a danger with Baylor. You know, he had no problem sitting Jacoby Wall for almost the whole second half just because he was falling and not showing sure enough effort on defense. He's definitely using this more like the Mike Gundy non-con where he's trying to find out which guys are are going to be useful in which scenarios. So it's a little bit, you know, that plays to Seton Halls, but I'm going to go ahead and lay it with Baylor.
1: I see this being a six to point, six to eight point game. I think Baylor does escape and I don't use that. I I, I it's not escape in terms of it's a grinded out game, but you know, they get out there live and get ready for, for, I like the look ahead angle. Like you said, Ryan, but uh, 12 is a lot. I think Seton hall covers the 12 points. Baylor wins. So. Uh,
0: all right. So to recap we got the Big 12 winning 8 to 3. I know we're a little biased for a Big 12. Uh we got Butler uh getting it done, we got Creighton getting it done, we got Marquette getting it done. But other than that, we got Iowa State, Houston, Kansas, West Virginia, TCU, Oklahoma, K-State, Baylor all getting it done. I mean, do you let me do you think 8 to 3 is realistic? I think it's probably going to end up being mm-hmm. 7 to 4. If I had to actually like predict one of the, like an exact result. My exact result will be 7-4 Big 12 wins. How about you, Troy?
2: Yeah, the uh, the the St. John's West Virginia game will probably determine if West Virginia can't get out of there without them, then the chance of getting to 8 are way high.
1: Yeah, I like that being the X-Factor game, Troy, whether it's 8-7 eight, eight, wins. And I think the advantage you also get is what? You have the three newcomer Potentially I guess this is an advantage. You don't have UCF playing, which would probably be a loss or, I mean, BYU-Cincinnati, we're still figuring out what they are, but you're, you're yeah. a little more vulnerable with those teams compared to the the core of the Big 12. So,
0: yeah, I mean, and, I think that's right. And the Big 12 got six out of the 11 home games. So that, that yeah, does yeah, help. Another, so, there yeah, there you go. Home teams, baby. College basketball's here. No better sports than just bet home teams. Hey, when in doubt, take the home team in this fucking sport. Especially when we get to Big 12 play. It's a profitable system. Been doing it for years and years. And everybody knows that on the college basketball experience last, last year. That was extremely profitable. Hey, uh, ranked teams go into an unranked team, and the unranked team's laying points. W- why are they laying points? Because we are about to beat them. Because home <laughs> teams rule in college basketball. But, uh. All right, that'll do it uh, for our uh, Feast Week recap. Big East, Big 12, or Big 12, Big East. We're we're better than the Big East. I like the Big East, but not as much as the Big 12.
2: Uh, Battle.
0: Yeah, battle, look ahead, whatever the hell you want to call it. Uh, We'll be back Thursday to dive into the final Big 12 college football game, which will be between the Oklahoma State Cowboys and Texas Longhorns. Uh, we got a playoff berth on the line, potentially, Real quick, I do want to say, I am a Texas hater. We we are Texas haters, but Alabama should not get in over Texas if Texas does beat Oklahoma State. I'll say that one right now. Like, what was the point of them playing head to head in fucking September if they both were going to have one loss and then Alabama gets in over them? I don't know. Troy makes makes some sense of it.
2: The. Easiest way to make sense of it is Mike Gundy gets this done. we 40 to one, and nobody gives yes. a fuck about this. I agree. I that's agree. The I'm just throwing way to that do.
0: scenario out. But let's, uh, you let's, know, the committee.
2: Just get rid of that.
0: <laughs> well, I, could, I could tell you who doesn't have a chance. It's going to be Florida State because they do not want Florida State in there. They want Texas. They want Alabama. They want Michigan. They want Georgia. That That's who they want. They want they want Even Oregon. Fucking, even Oregon. Yeah. They want are going to take
2: loss. Oregon if they revenge their loss. Probably an undefeated Florida State team. Yeah. Which well, again, why do we, why do we play the games? It's
0: yeah. No, I, I know. We'll, we'll talk- you go
2: undefeated in a power five conference in college football. You should have a chance at the national championship one way or the other problem it's solved next like, year. It, oh yeah. But it's yeah. just, you know, the difficulty of going undefeated is so overlooked in today's game. We see these teams losing, you know, by even by games that they have scheduled and whatnot. That's because it's difficult to win every college football game for a whole year. And it, that should be taken into account for sure. I would personally put Florida State in over Texas because they haven't lost. And just that, I mean, maybe if they were to beat Oklahoma State 49 to 10 or something like that and look extremely impressive, you would have a bit of an argument. But if it's any kind of a close game. I don't see how you can put this in there.
0: Yep. All right, save save some for Thursday, everybody. We uh we'll talk to you guys Thursday. Troy, plug plug your stuff before we get out of here.
2: Yeah, just me over on the or the X at Troy Tune. Uh, hopefully you got to see some of my uh, Thanksgiving food creations. It was awesome, and uh, we got to hang out. All three of us got to hang out at hard times and watch some college football this, this weekend. That's so awesome. you got to be you got to you got to be following on on Twitter to get the, the updates you know, in real time instead of finding out on YouTube 12 hours later that you missed out on some fun action.
0: <laughs> indeed, indeed. Uh, Rush, welcome that, back.
1: Thank you. It's good to be back. Thanks for holding down the fork, guys, at Rambling Rush on Twitter and Instagram. Um, and then we got 6 o'clock, the, the Ryan and Rush show for the more West Virginia side of things. be talking about uh, Neil Brown today. So c- go uh, go catch us over there.
0: Nice guy, Neil, baby. Let's go. <laughs> Eight and four. Uh, you guys can find me at Moneyline underscore Mac. Back on the Ryan Rush show here at six. Back on the college basketball experience here at midnight. Um, be ready to tout some wins here uh, with this beautiful slate scheduled tonight. We'll see you guys Thursday. And we are out of here. Horns down.
2: You should pick.